0: Eder is You are listening to Eder's.com. Hamdarilla, Alhamdulillah yeah. Hamdarilla, 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 من يهده الله فلا مضل ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد الا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم Subhanakala la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alim al hakim Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir amri wa halul 'uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli Durush ya Allah brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home From amongst the companions of (laughs) Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam One very senior Sahabi Who has greatly contributed towards the expansion of Islam Right from the beginning From the time of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan, ta'ala a legendary Sahabi, famously known by the name Hadrat Amr ibn Aas, very charismatic Sahabi, a man who is considered to be one of the greatest Muslim generals. The man who opened up many regions Including Egypt During the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan People who knew him Have described him to be A very daring Fearless A great politician Wise, very resolute Muttaki And A man of great personality It is said that he would pluck out his soldiers, his men from any difficult situation. That is how he was. He was known to the people to produce an answer, a solution just at the right moment. Mashallah. Born to a very rich family, the father was known to be an Attar. Attar is an Arabic word which means the father had a business of perfume and he would sell perfumes and oils import and export into the city of Makkah. He was not a Merman, by the way. <laughs> Shabi starts laughing at me we're talking about the Arabs here. <laughs> so a businessman of course born to a very rich family and therefore blessed with a lot of education The few that were given education in Arabia at the time of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Amr ibn As was one amongst them A very powerful Sahabi As for his status with his own community, the Quraishi people They took him to be a great leader, the father also It is said that when the Quraysh would fall into Some form of crisis or they would face a dead end That is the time they would look at Amr ibn As and call him He was a man who was known to be the best negotiator in Arabia It is said that whenever he would come There was always light at the end of the tunnel But he was not a Muslim at that time We are talking about the early days Uh, He had continued the legacy, legacy from his father MashaAllah very quickly had taken control of the business and so from a very young age he was blessed with uh, a very mature understanding with people at a young age he had traveled to Ethiopia Abyssinia that part of the region Yemen Syria Egypt well-known people knew him and he also knew the lands very well now before we proceed Uh, In explaining the futuhat The conquests During the khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan Radiyallahu ta'ala It is so important that we familiarize ourselves With some of these great companions Of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So that we have the full understanding Of the difficulty, the the sacrifice Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een went through And also their love Rasulullah sallallahu, sallallahu, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. As for the iman of Hazrat Amr ibn As radiyallahu ta'ala, and Muslim scholars have mentioned an incident, a very interesting incident which eventually led to the iman and Islam of Hazrat Amr ibn As radiyallahu ta'ala. InshaAllah, I won't take much of your time because Isha is a bit late. InshaAllah from next Jumu'ah Our Dars session will be after Maghrib Salah During the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When more and more people were attracted to the personality of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam More and more people were accepting Islam This caused a lot of problem for the leaders of Makkah The Qureshi people, the Mushrikeen They wanted to put a stop To this rapid spreading of Islam In the city of Makkah And so they decided To adopt the policy of torture The policy of torture Wherever they would find a simple Muslim A vulnerable Muslim The one who did not have Strong family ties in Makkah They would pick him up Drag him to the desert of Arabia tie his hands and feet Allahu Akbar and put burning charcoal on the skin and on top of that what they would do is slice a slate from the rocky mountains of the desert which would be very very hot in the intense heat of Zuhur in the afternoon and that entire slate would be covering the body And underneath you would have burning charcoal. Which would not only burn the skin, but at times even burn the flesh to the bone. And this was the policy they had adopted. Tens and twenties and fifties, many many youngsters, slaves, Allahu Akbar, poor Muslims, taken and punished in the desert of Arabia. This was their policy. When Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had seen that there was no stop, and no respite given to the Muslims And that they were continuously uh, Persecuting the Muslims Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Gave them permission for Hijrah And he said that the best zone For the Muslims would be Africa That is the first Location of Hijrah For the first group of Muslimin So go to Abyssinia Abyssinia today is Ethiopia and in Ethiopia you had the king, now the kings of uh, Abyssinia were known as Najashi like for the Egyptians it was Fir'aun, pharaohs in Africa in Abyssinia it was Najashi, that was the title of the kings given to them and so he was well known for his justice Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said I want you to go to Abyssinia to Ethiopia Najashi, King Najashi is a man of high reputation And he shows a lot of justice to also those who are not Abyssinians And so Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave permission Eighty men and eighteen women traveled to Abyssinia Alhamdulillah when they got to Ethiopia They were received well and immediately permission was given to the Muslimin, the Arabs, to settle in Ethiopia. To settle wherever they wanted in Ethiopia. And no problems for this community of the Arabs that came from Makkah al Now when news was given to the people of Makkah, that the Muslims have found a safe haven in Ethiopia. And King Najashi has given them refuge. Allahu Akbar that only inflamed the situation in the city of Makkah. Immediately, the people of Makkah did not want the Muslims to settle in any part of the world. And so immediately, a meeting was seated uh, in in front of the Kaaba with all the leaders there. And the decision was that Amr ibn Aas had been appointed to go to Abyssinia to convince the, the king, King Najashi To repatriate them back And to send them back to Makkah al-Mukarramah This was the decision So Hazrat Amr ibn As was not a Muslim at that time Now this position given to Amr ibn As Radiallahu ta'ala an Was because he was very eloquent When he would speak He would speak very forcefully In a very persuasive manner And he was gifted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the same time also he was a personal friend to King Najashi. King Najashi knew hazrat Amr ibn al-As, Allahu Akbar. At the same time kuffare Makkah, the Mushrikeen also collected all the expensive gifts to give to the priests and the bishops and expensive gifts also to King Najashi. So a small contingent of the Mushrikeen from makkah Mukarrama under the leadership of Hazrat Amr ibn As radiyallahu an, arrived, to, arrived in the city of uh, Ethiopia when they got to Ethiopia everybody knew Hazrat Amr ibn As immediately with the bishops and the priests that were there greeting him that Amr ibn As is here and he said I want a meeting immediately with the king King Najashi and King Najashi accepted the invitation and Hazrat Amr ibn As With a group of The people from Makkah were with him Stood in front of King Najashi And said to him After greeting him The manner of greeting the king was by Doing Ruku in front of him Bowing down That was uh, the method That the people of Abyssinia had adopted To show respect and reverence to their king So all of the Arabs Mushrikeen in Makkah They did Ruku in front of King Najashi, though he was a personal friend. And he started off the muqaddama, the introduction that he gives. First he praised the king of his justice. And then he said that your country is the cradle of peace and tranquility. People know Abyssinia to be a safe haven, full of peace and security, peace, tranquility. But the future is very bleak for you. You have given refuge to a group of troublemakers that have left the city of Makkah and have settled in your country Ethiopia. These Arabs have caused disunity and discord between the people of Makkah. They have separated one brother from another brother and sons from their fathers. And my advice to you would be to send the Muslims back with us to Makkah. And so King Najashi was looking at Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an, saying that they were troublemakers, and that these were people that would cause a lot of havoc in your country also in Abyssinia. And then secondly he said, that I am surprised that you have given them refuge when they are still Muslims. They have not even embraced your faith. They are not even Christians. And the Muslims have no respect for the Christians. So how can you allow the Muslims to settle in your country, Ethiopia? Now the bishops that were there and the priests looked at the king and they said that if you allow us permission, we also want to give advice to the king. And the king said, speak whatever you want to say. And they said that it would be better if we say yes to the advice given to us by Amr ibn al-As. And send all the Muslims back to the city of Makkah. When King Najashi heard this, he stood up. And he got very angry. He said, this is against the just, justice of King Najasi. Whose name was Asmaha. And he said, how is it that I listen to one party without listening to... The other party and decide that they should go back And he said to Amr ibn al-As That I want all of you to go away from here immediately I want all of you to Go away from here immediately And then before going Amr ibn al-As said It would be better if you speak to the Muslims also And so the king said Tomorrow I will also summon the Muslims To come in front of me And to defend their case So the next day the Muslims came and you also had Amr ibn al-As with a group of mushrikeen that came from Makkah. And the Muslims had appointed Hazratay Ja'afar ibn Abi Talib. Ja'afar ibn Abi Talib is the brother of Hazrateh Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. Again, very eloquent. Now when he came in front of the king, he did not bow down. The Muslims stood up straight. Nobody bowed down. Amr ibn al-As was... Looking at the way the Muslims were presenting themselves to the king. And he started speaking to his friends from Makkah. That look at the Muslims. Look at the arrogance they have. They don't even want to do ruku to the king. And then he spoke out and he said to the king. That even now they are arrogant to you. And are defiant to you. What will happen in the future if you allow the Muslims to stay here. Have you not seen that they don't bow to you? And Hazrat Ja'far ibn Abi Talib, looking at the king, all he said to him was, Assalamu alaikum. What did he say? Assalamu alaykum. And so the king said to Amr ibn Al As, Let me listen to the Muslims what they have to say. Subhanallah. Hazrat, Hazrat Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala and stood up and he said to the king, that it is true none of the Muslims will bow down to you because we believe in Allah and we believe that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the final messenger and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught us that we only bow and prostrate to Allah that is the teachings of all the prophets and he said as for fellow human beings he has taught us a greeting that when you see someone say to them, Assalamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum is better than bowing to a human being. And he explained that salam means peace and protection be with you at all times. So when I greeted you, I said to you, Assalamu Alaikum, I am actually making dua for you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you at all times. And then he continued and explained to King Najashi, uh, the lesson of Tawheed, the importance of believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said that he was so impressed by the lecture of Hazrat Jaafar Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala an, that he did not want to listen to the Muslims anymore. And he said to Amr ibn al-As that take your gifts and go back. I am allowing the Muslims to stay here wherever they want. Allahu Akbar. Just by explaining to King Najashi the importance of salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we also give salam to our Muslim brothers. Unfortunately today you will find many many Muslims from the community. They will walk past, walk past, big beards. At times they'll even wear a pagri, big kurta. And just be ignorant and walk past without even saying assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. When a man, when people cannot apply the basic sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah's Nabi says that if you stand up from one position to another position and you return back and your absence is only for 30 seconds, even then one must say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Because this is the dua. And so he was so touched by the lecture. And he said to Amr ibn al-As that go away. Now, Amr ibn al-As was a powerful man. He came all the way from Makkah. It was not easy for him just to go back. The next day, he spoke with the bishops and the priests and said, I want you to sort out another meeting for me. Then, King Najashi again accepted the invitation. Hazrat Amr ibn al-As came to the king at that time and he was a personal friend, remember. And now he said to To King Najashi That maybe you don't know Your decision that you made Was a hasty decision The Muslims have A very different opinion Of Isa alayhi salam Of Jesus and his mother Maryam alayhi salam Some people play the race card And some people play the faith card Religiously attacking people And so what he said Your faith and Muslims are very different You have you believe in Jesus now, even during the time of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Christians believed in Jesus to be the son of God. That is why it is in the Quran that they would say, Allah' that Isa alayhi salam is the son of God. And that was the aqidah of many people in Ethiopia at that time. So he said, is that true? So he called Hazrat Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Ja'far radiallahu ta'ala an came again for the second time. And the king said to Hazrat Ja'far, What is your opinion, your belief in the status with regards to Hazrat Isa a.s. and Hazrat Maryam salam?" Hazrat Ja'far said that Isa salam for the Muslims is Ruhullah. Who is he? Ruhullah. A special Ruh. A special Ruh. Which is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kun fayakun. Be it and it becomes and so he is the amr of allah he is the amr of allah the command of allah a special ruh and isa alayhi salatu did not have a father and that his birth is a miraculous birth that uh, isa alayhi salatu was born to hazrat maryam alayhi salatu and hazrat maryam alayhi salatu is a pious woman and he said that our belief with regards to Hazrat Isa salam is that he is the Nabi of Allah. Now when Najashi heard this, he looked at the priests and the bishops and Amr ibn al-As, and he said to them, I have the same opinion about, I, I hold the same opinion with regards to the status of Isa salam." And he says, Wallahi, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam Is not an ayuta different From what has been described by the Muslims Now when the bishops heard this And the priests heard this Amr ibn al-As Allahu Akbar was shocked Despite the displeasure of The priests and the bishops Power was with this king King Najashi And he said to Amr ibn al-As That I am giving permission to the Muslims to live here and they are the guests of King Najashi. They are the guests of King Najashi and he said to the bishops, I want all of you to return back the gifts to the, the group that came from Makkah to Amr ibn al-As because this is bribery and bribery I will not accept. Now for the first time, Hazrat Amr ibn al-As was without words. And then, as he said this to uh, Hazrat Amr ibn As, Hazrat Ja'far ibn Abi Talib said, I want to say something. And King Najashi gave him permission. And he said to King Najashi, I say by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I put the name of Allah in front of you, tell me the truth, you are also a learned man, and the bishops and the priests that are here Is it not in your scriptures that a Nabi will come after Jesus? And Najashi said to the people standing in front of him, especially the learned people of the scriptures, he said, what a good question comes from Ja'far ibn Abi Talib. And he pointed to the bishops, because he was a scholar himself. He says, I want you to tell me, is there in the Bible mention of a man who will come after Jesus, who is the Prophet of Allah? And all of the bishops and the priests looked at the king, and they had to declare, and they said, "Yes, there is a clear saying in the scriptures that Jesus said, between me and the day of Qiyamah, a great Nabi will come who will be the last prophet, and his name will be Ahmad. And his name will be Ahmad. And now King Najashi started smiling at the Muslims. It was." As if though Najashi had already embraced Islam. And so he looked at Amr ibn al-As and said to him, Tell me, the Arabs that are here, the Muslims, that you say that they are Muslims and troublemakers, are they slaves that have run away from their masters? Amr ibn al-As said, no. Are they thieves that have stolen some, something from their owners? And Amr ibn al-As said, no. He said, are they debtors that have run away from their creditors? And Amr ibn al-As said, no. He says, well, if your answer is no to everything, then why do you pursue the Muslims? I want you to go back to Makkah and leave the Muslims here. And they are my guests. It is said that Amr ibn al-As had no words to say to the king and he turned away. But he stayed in Abyssinia for a few days. Because he was close to King Najashi. It is said that King Najashi personally invited him once. And spoke to him. And he said to Amr ibn al-As. That Amr I have a lot of sympathy for you. This is King Najashi saying to. Hazrat Amr ibn al-As. Amr I have a lot of sympathy for you. If, if I was you in your position. I would immediately go back to Makkah and embrace the faith of Islam and accept Prophet Muhammad to be the last messenger. And Najashi said to Amr ibn al-As that I am only saying this to you because you are a personal friend to me. I have no hesitation in accepting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as the final Nabi after Jesus. And so Amr ibn al-As said that are you sure you have read the scriptures, and you are certain that he is the Nabi. He said, "Like how after dawn the sun rises, I am sure that he is the Nabi of Allah." And he said that if it was not for this burdening responsibility of kingship to look after the people of Abyssinia, I would have immediately travelled back to the city of Makkah, and I would have placed myself to the feet of this great man Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and I would have been his Khadim. His servant This is what King Najashi said to Amr ibn al-As Immediately Amr ibn al-As What he did He lifted up his hands And he said to Najashi I want you to shake my hands And I pledge the allegiance of Islam On your hands And King Najashi gave him the hands And Amr ibn al-As said With the hands Clasped to the hands of King Najashi And he said La ilaha illallah Muhammadu Rasulullah I imagine both of them King Najashi was not even officially Declared to his people as a Muslim And Amr ibn al-As also Did not declare to the, people, to the mushrikeen that were with him That he is a Muslim All he said, my advice to you And that is why it is so important to have good friends To have good friends You have friends that take drugs You will become a druggie You have friends that sway, You will eventually sway. He was a pious man. And subhanallah, because of his piety, Allah blessed iman to both of them. Hazrat Amr ibn As and also king Najashi. Subhanallah, now when Hazrat Amr ibn As goes back to Makkah Mukarrama, subhanallah, it was never easy for anyone to get out from the city of Makkah. It was a complete blackout. Nobody could travel to Madinah al-Munawarah. A total control of the people, the mushrikeen's. In the entire city of Makkah They prevented anybody and anyone from going to Madinatul Munawara. They knew anybody who went Went with the intention to embrace Islam Subhanallah It is said that just a few months before The con- conquest of Makkah Hazrat Amr, Amr ibn al-As Left Makkah al Heading towards Madinatul Munawwara As he was going alone He bumps into Guess who Guess who ji nahi yes, hazrat khalid bin walid who hazrat <laughs> 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 khalid bin walid and hazrat ibn talha three sahabi now when they met each other all were concealing of the intention so amr ibn al as a wealthy man <laughs> amr ibn al was one of those you know cool individuals beautiful clothes very rich rich man educated Khalid bin Walid, very tough. And he said, Khalid, where are you going to? Khalid bin, Khalid bin Walid had nothing to hide. Medina Munawwara, to embrace Islam. <laughs> Who's going to stop Khalid bin Walid? Anyone dare to fight him? He said, I'm going to Medina to become a Muslim. Where are you going? He says, I've also made the intention to become a Muslim. Osman bin Talha, he was the humble man from the three. And what a coincidence that both of these great individuals at the same time embrace Islam. And history shows that these two became great, great legends for the Muslim army, subhanAllah, in every jihadi expedition from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Until the Khilafat of Hazrat Ali radiallahu Ta'ala and Khalid bin Walid passed away But Hazrat Amr ibn al-As played a key role And both of them Embraced Islam together Great Muslim generals Khalid bin Walid, Amr ibn al-As They get to Madinatul Munawara. Muslims have just completed The Asr Salah Before going to Masjid al-Nabwi They perform their ghusl And then all three of them enter masjid e sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umar ibn al-Khattab, sahabai kiram ajma'een are there looking at three individuals, great individuals of Makkatul al-Mukarramah. All of them came in front of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and all accepted shahada at the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When Hazrat Umar saw Hazrat Amr ibn al-As, he put his hands on the shoulders of Amr ibn al-As and he says, Amr, you surprise me. What did he say? Amr, you surprise me. A man of your intelligence. I would have expected that you, you should have been the first man to embrace Islam. You should have been the first man to embrace Islam. Subhanallah. And what an answer he gave. Amr ibn al-Asit was an Umr ibn al-Khattab. Iman and Islam is not the decision of a human being. It is Hidayat that comes from Allah. It is Hidayat that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The three have embraced Islam, and just before Makkah was conquered, it is said that going back to King Najashi, a few more minutes, a very pious man, he had embraced Islam, and in fact, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had made him the wakil. For the Nikah of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with Hazrat Umm Habiba who was in Ethiopia at the time, if you remember. She was in Ethiopia and Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had informed the king to be the wakil for the Nikah. So he again was very, very close to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but he had never seen Rasulullah Sallallahu wa Wasallam. He made intentions to traveled to Madinatul Munawwara, but death came to him before he could even see Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa He passed away. Ulama and muhaddithin have mentioned for his service of Islam, jibreel Amin lifted up his janazah, and the janazah of this Ethiopian king was put in front of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed this janaza salah in Madinah Munawara. Subhanallah. What a man. Yet he had never seen Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Madinah Munawara performed the janaza salah of this great man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Great great individual. Sahabai kiram ajma'een. Allah give us the tawfiq that we adhere to their character and to the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa Muhammadin nabilumi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa taba' alayna indaka antatawabur rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka sami'na wa atwana gufranaka karbana wa ilayka almasir birahmatika ya arhamarrahimin